You're listening to Roots Wellness, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amy Trong, and I'm recording from Kyoto, Japan, where I have spent the last week learning about Japanese acupuncture. Now, I'm really happy to affirm that calling it Japanese acupuncture may not necessarily be 100% true. According to my sensei, he describes it as more of a style. And well, acupuncture is acupuncture, which is based on the classics of the Chinese medicine. Textbook. And Japanese acupuncture is pretty much an interpretation of the classics to perform care for patients. Sure, it's based on meridian theory rather than looking at the organ system, which is another big topic that I don't really want to get into today. But the idea is that there's various pathways that are interconnected via. Something called meridians. And if there are any sort of insufficiency of movement, clogs of some sort that prevents the flow from going smoothly, you'll get some problems. So the goal is to improve such flow through a method that is very patient centric. This means that we don't have to stick the needle inside the body and we don't necessarily have to reach a certain depth like some acupuncturists might do. And this could cause a lot of discomfort for some of the patients. And especially if you've never done acupuncture before, it could be kind of traumatic. So I really appreciate the Japanese style acupuncture and the things that I've learned so far. Now, in general, the idea from this style is that our body becomes very deficient as we age, and thus we're more prone to contracting illnesses, getting a cold, what have you. The fundamental then is to always enrich and tonify our system. The question then is well, how are you going to do that? Major, major thing is always focusing on the lifestyle. This means that you got to look into the way that you eat, the way you sleep, the way you manage your emotions, the relationships you have around other people, getting treatments from acupuncture, massage, doing exercises, everything you could possibly think about that has some sort of contribution to your happiness. I love that. I absolutely love that because now we're no longer talking about one particular problem in the body, but rather looking at the person as a whole system and also really focusing on the quality of life. I say that because personally to me, and it might sound a little morbid, is that we're all eventually going to have to die. And it's not so much about how can we not die, but rather how can we live life fully and comfortably until our expiration date, don't you think? Well, this topic really jived with my mentality on what I just said to you on basically seeing the patients as a whole person and the relationship it has with public health. There is this internal component, as we all know, our genetic makeup, but then there's also the external component, which is everything that is outside of us. Another cool thing I learned this week is that we don't necessarily have to needle a patient. Rather, there is a method called Taishin that can be used for those who are needle phobic and for pediatric patients. Does it work? I honestly haven't practiced it in my office or from some of the patients I've seen at the hospital, so I can't really give you any clinical 
experience information from my standpoint. However, I do want to bring up something that I found that kind of came up to my mind as we were talking about Taishin is this thing called sham acupuncture that you might have read in research papers. So sham acupuncture is essentially pretending that you're penetrating a needle into a skin into somebody's skin or body but you're not actually doing it. Interestingly, the sham acupuncture does show some sort of an effect and this is a way for people to test placebo which is the idea that you didn't really do the actual intervention but a person may think that that you that they did get that intervention and so they just feel like they got better. That's the placebo effect. With that sham acupuncture, that's the idea is trying to find a way to see if we can eliminate that that idea of okay, well because you're getting acupuncture, you're getting needles sticking into your body that suddenly you'll start feeling better. Well, what I learned from Taishin is that there is a component that would probably help, which is confirming that how in paper sham acupuncture do make people have some sort of a change. But the difference then between sham acupuncture and that of Taishin is that Taishin or this type, this, this branch uh, within the realm of the interpretation of Japanese acupuncture is that you're doing a lot more in Taishin. You're, you're doing more than just pretending you're hitting one particular point. Rather, there's a lot of palpation. There's a lot of movement over the skin. So almost like stroking, massage. And the feeling, to be honest with you, is quite comfortable. And again, it's kind of the, the whole focus then is how to make the patient feel very comfortable and how to get them to calm down and feel more in themselves and get them to allow their body to heal. I always thought that's fascinating and it takes us back to the mental health component as well. If the act of doing acupuncture, taishin, or superficial sort of movement or massage over a person that evokes some sort of healing or palliative factors, I think it's totally worth it. I am still learning more about this realm and or this particular topic within the realm of traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture in general. So I'm very excited to keep you guys up to date and posted on some of the things I've been up to and learning. Hope you are taking care of yourself. Be well. And I hope to talk to each other again soon.